This episode of the Press Row Podcast is brought to you by Out of the Park Developments, makers of Out of the Park Baseball 20 and Franchise Hockey Manager 5. Out of the Park Baseball 20, Major League Baseball licensed, Minor League Baseball licensed, MLBPA licensed, baseball strategy game. You can manage any franchise from top to bottom. Not only this year in 2019, you can press a button today and be playing exactly with the standings and rosters as they are now. Or you can also manage any franchise in the entire history of baseball, all the way back to before this turn of the 20th century. You can play online with your friends. You can play an online mode called Perfect Team, where you can put a team together. And every single week, it's a full 162-game season with promotion and relegation, with auction house to get cards and players. It's fantastic. Add the Park Baseball 20 and Franchise Hockey Manager 5, officially licensed by the NHL. Hockey strategy game where you can manage any NHL franchise not only this year, but throughout the, the history. You can etch your name in the Stanley Cup. Franchise Hockey Manager 5, Out of the Park Baseball 20, brought to you by Out of the Park Developments. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the show. We're back here at the Press Row Podcast. Rich Grisham is here with me. This is Brian Weed, I Pasta Padre. We're going to talk about everything that kind of happened over this last weekend of EA Play and as E3 kicks off. A lot of news on, well, some news on FIFA 20 and Madden 20. And then a lot of news coming out of the other briefings and trailer reveals and news that comes just generally out of these big events every year. Rich Grisham, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing wonderfully well. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Weedai. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Uh, Dealing with uh, recovering from some back spasms, but that's uh, That's just been a a little... Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had those issues... Going back a long time uh, with back spasms, and it's just, I'm like on day three, uh, usually it's back to normal by now, but I'm still in quite a bit of pain. Good times, Uh, good times. But the good thing is that that really does not affect video game coverage, (laughs) video game uh, playing, video game podcasting, Rich, and that's why we're here to do this. It certainly doesn't stop it in 2019. Maybe in 2009 (laughs) it would have, but these days, you know, uh, yeah. You you can you can consume it and talk about it and share it wherever you are and however you want to do it. So let's let's just go right into it, Rich, with the uh, the two main sports games that were on display and they were at EA Play, where EA did not do anything for NBA Live Twenty or NHL Twenty, which I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on that. But uh, FIFA Twenty and Madden Twenty got the uh, the bulk of the time, including 30-minute presentations on their live stream. EA did not do their traditional press briefing. Instead, they, they did these segmented live streams. And uh, you know, I, it wasn't terribly exciting because there weren't really any new announcements. But the games definitely got more, uh, more focus, more exposure, uh, more detail through uh, the way they did it this year. Um, FIFA 20... They uh, they announced a prior to the show uh, a FIFA Street type mode called Volta, which they're adding in, which kind of takes the place of the uh, the story mode. It'll have story elements to it built in. Um, and Madden 20, it was basically just recapping everything we already knew about the game, 
with a few more examples. So what would you like to talk about first, Rich? So you mentioned something, Brian, I wanted to touch on first, which is the lack of a, uh, of a press briefing. You know, for the last few years at least, I don't know, it's got to be going on three or four or five. You know, it's been, you know, EA as well as most companies, you know, getting on stage, a parade of executives, uh, various types getting on, talking about different things. You know, Andrew Wilson has been a very strong presence at the EA uh, E3 events for the last few years. And this year they went very different. They mm-hmm. went, as you mentioned, just five or six presentations, 30 minutes, about five or six games, where for the most part, they were talking the details about the games with some of the lead developers. And you got to, I mean, I guess you don't have to. I got to give them credit. I think that's an interesting, smart way to go. You know, Nintendo sort of started this with the Treehouse a few years ago and just spending extended time. You know, whether you like the content or not, you know, whether you're, you're you're excited about, you know, the new FIFA street mode or whether or not you really are intrigued by the details of the of the Madden, um, you know, and I forget what the term is, but uh, we'll remember it. You know, the when, you know, Mahomes has the bazooka, you know, when they talk about sure. the X Factor X- stuff. Yeah, right. That's yep. it, the X Factor, right? Like whether or not you love or like or don't like the specific content just the approach of talking to the developers about the games and going deep i like that i like that a lot like that it's a different approach and you know it's not the whiz bang you know trailers and and shock Mm -hmm. moments you know which you know we'll talk about later i like this a lot and i it might sound strange, but I liked the EA presentation a lot more after watching most of the rest <laughs> of the presentations. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Nintendo's yet. I'm assuming I'm going to enjoy Nintendo's because I always enjoy Nintendo's uh, because I love Nintendo. Um, but uh, yeah, as as E3 went on, I liked EA's approach even even better. Um, you know, for reasons that we'll talk about. So again, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. some of the specifics, but I like it. I like talking, you know, I mean, look, I'm in a small way. I, I, you know, help make video games, right? I enjoy hearing about other people's processes, about everybody's processes, about why they did some things about, uh, you know, the approach that they took, you know, and, and I find that content interesting. So I liked the approach yeah. a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it acted as pretty good introductions to the game, especially if you didn't know really anything about either of them going in. Uh, the only downside to it, I would see, and uh, this would probably be more from EA's point of view, is that the uh, when you when you set it up like this, when you structure it in this way, uh, the number of eyeballs watching, right? Like the the viewer counts drop dramatically. Well, some when it hit FIFA dropped dramatically when it hit Madden. So sure. on Twitch, Madden was streaming to about forty thousand people. Yeah. If you if you go back the last few years, uh, when people had to tune in, not knowing when games were going to show up or what yeah. was going to show up, those would be in the hundreds of thousands. Okay. Um, yeah. So so that's the only issue. But but then I started thinking but about issue it more. For who, and right? I, like fans right, right. are now more well-informed. So it's actually good right. for us because now we know when to pay attention to what we like and not pay attention yeah. to what we don't like. So from EA's perspective, it would be was that oppor- were they missing out on an opportunity to convert people into Madden buyers and no. FIFA buyers? No. Which which I think we, is an arguable thing that sure. we you know that 
I'm not sure really if the answer if if people who aren't interested in Madden who who sigh or tune out when when it shows up now if they're if there would be anything they could do to get them to buy it I don't know yeah but I uh, mean you know the, the the people who watch e3 presentations right the consumers they are the the smartest the savviest the most well-educated of all video game potential consumers right mm-hmm. I mean there's nobody who's watching that who doesn't know everything they want to know about Madden, right? Those things are not, in my opinion, are not necessarily to try to, to try to, you know, almost trick you to not knowing when you're going to see Madden so I can blow your doors off with the first 20 seconds of Madden so you don't tune it out, right? There, there's a logic to that approach as well. And on the other hand, right, like, I think it's pretty cool and transparent that they're like, all right, here's a schedule. Here's where we're going to where where we're going to you know when when we're going to talk about the game. So I I like it and it's almost like you know you try it one way one year, you try it another way another year. You look at the numbers, you see what was successful, see what was not. I mean what's clear now Brian is E3 every single year is going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just cuz EA does it this way or anybody does it this way this year has no bearing on what'll happen next year. You know what I mean? Like so that's the other thing. Like this continues to be an E3 and oh, yeah. transition. And well, so- next year, next next year it will be interesting because you'll have uh, presumably both new consoles, and that means I will. You know, you're probably going to see you're probably going to see a Madden and or FIFA on Microsoft's uh, E3 presentation. You you might oh. see NBA 2K right. on Sony's presentation. You know, that kind of stuff where they show up in other places too. Right. What'll be really interesting though is where they are in the in the console announcement cycle because all we know right now is that these consoles are coming. But we knew that before, you know, Microsoft announced whatever it is that they announced about Project Scarlet and what was in the Wired magazine article about the PlayStation 5, right? So we're, we're still at a point with these with the next generation of consoles where there's, you know, there's clearly some specs that are out and there's some things that are known. There's still, you know, a lot more to be revealed about these things. So I'm curious as to what will E3 be used for? It will certainly not be for, you know, a huge introduction. I would assume that both Sony and Microsoft will have their own event, so to speak, for the, you know, mm-hmm. big unveiling oh, maybe. of their console. So E3 is going to be a mm-hmm. accessory to a much larger process where, again, I think Sony and Microsoft will each have at least one and maybe two events on their own where they'll make the biggest, you know, proclamations, obviously, about when the, what the release date is and what the price is. You know, you, there ain't no way that that's going to be E3. That'll be something that'll be saved for, yeah. for events solely for for Sony and Microsoft. So, all right, on to the the game specifically, Rich. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm probably most impressed by Madden. Uh, what they're doing with the game this year is, especially with the X factors. That's essentially what I've been clamoring for for like 15 years. That's true. Uh, asking for over and over is I want to you know I want players to perform. Like they do, like when you watch them in real life. I want you know, it's, it's always that question of like game balance, right? And then uh, skill versus fun, 
all those things that are just naturally uh, debated over the years as far as just because you have a certain player, should he do remarkable things on his own or should that be user input? You know, it's. It's a difficult thing to try and figure out, but what I, I I like about this is that just stop worrying about that. Let's just make the game fun. Make the guys play like you see them play. Make the best players do things that other players can't do. Um, and so I'm excited for that. I mean, there's elements of of it that I'm a little shaky on. Things about having to get into you know quote unquote the zone, uh, having abilities that are only activated when when in the zone essentially. Like Mahomes, yeah. why is he why is he only able to throw a certain distance? When he's in the zone, like his arm is his arm, right? He can't throw farther because he's feeling good. Well, you know, uh, why. you know why, Brian, you, yeah. you can answer your own question that you can't break the game, right? I yeah. mean, if Mahomes can throw 85 yards in the air, you know, 45 times a game, that's mm. not fun for anybody unless you well i mean that, against the computer you know just yeah. goofing off like you certainly can't take that yeah. into any sort of a realistic setting you have to you, you can't break well look game. if you're throwing 80 yards your receiver's got to be 80 yards down the field which means your pass rush uh pass rush should be able to get to the quarterback by then so i mean that it, 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 yeah but it, it's just it, i we'll, understand we'll what you're saying by the way i yeah. get what you're saying no. it's just anyways you know, yeah that's just that's just a minor gripe at this point. I, I'm what I'm trying to say is I really like what they're doing with that conceptually. Uh, we just have to see how how it plays out in execution and how that itself is balanced. Um, but that's a big thing. I mean, they they also went through things like uh, that look good, like the playbooks and new plays, RPOs and and trick plays and stuff. Let's see if, how well they work also because you know we have some trick plays in the books now. And would you ever run a fake field goal, <laughs> Rich? Uh, probably I mean, not. Not if it doesn't no. work. <laughs> there are many. There are some plays that you know never to pick. But by so, you know, yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't run a fake field goal. Well, fake field goal or fake. I mean, I yeah. There's just the the ratio. I mean, the opportunity to fail is so much greater than the opportunity to succeed. Like, like are you going to run a Philly special? I bet you will. Yeah. But I bet I bet that doesn't work. All, you're going to get your quarterback creamed with a hit stick too. That's well, that's something you have to. About. Yeah, I mean the problem. Well, not the problem because I haven't tried it. But you got to assume that if the it's going to be really easy to spot, too. Like if someone's yeah. playing against, well, you, they'll have some see the quarterback yeah. go over, hang out off the uh, the the right side tight end, and start barking signals. And then when the plays like it's and again, I haven't seen it in action, right? So I'm making assumptions based on zero knowledge. But I would think that the Philly special being such a Iconic isn't right because it's only a, a year and a half ago. But being such a you know memorable play in Super Bowl history, the formation was a memorable part of the memorable play. So, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it, could, it know, is. Yeah. yeah, you can spot it. But I, I think what they're doing, and I, I would assume in this case, uh, I know in in some cases, but I would assume for for the Philly special too, is that you'll have a a play that's a fake of that. You know that yeah, they do oh, the yeah. same thing, but then you you end up actually running the ball or whatever. Yes. So, but you got to have uh, the same personnel in there. You know, what yeah. I mean, there's that's a two tight end set. You know, you'd have, uh, you know, because you, you got two tight ends plus five offensive linemen, one running back. You know, like there's actually no, I think there's two two wide outs. But yeah, you're totally right. There's ways if you wanted to execute that. That, and that's why, you know, like this, it's so debatable. Like, you know, who should be clamoring more for the ability to run the Philly special than me, right? It was the Eagles. It mm. was a crucial play to win a Super Bowl. I'm never going to try it. And and <laughs> because of the risk factor, you know what I mean? I just like, yeah. it's not 
Like I don't, I, you'll, I'm you'll such do a it. conservative Madden player, right? I'm so conservative because when I'm not conservative, I throw interceptions constantly. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so that's why well, it's more out of fear than, than anything you know, else. But well, I give credit for putting it in. You know what I mean? That's not yeah, an easy no. play to put in at all. That stuff, that stuff needs to be in there. Like this is this is part of the reason why Madden has struggled over the years is that either they're hesitant to put in things that are happening in real life. Like you know, one example I always go back to is the surprise onside kick, which you can't really do anymore because of the the change to the click the kickoff rules. But uh, but in the past, where the surprise onside kick, and you'd see you basically watching red zone, you'd see. Average like one a weekend, um, but you couldn't do it in Madden because presumably again they were worried about what it was going to do to the game. We got to have that kind of stuff in there. This is this is where we're missing elements of of football, elements of coaching uh, that that they just haven't translated over the game yet. So having RPOs that's big. I mean, oh yeah, having a quarterback like Russell Wilson gives me the ability to and the interest in wanting to run those things. Absolutely. So, um, so that'll be, that'll be interesting for me too. Um, so overall, I, I think Madden looks really good. It's good. the most, it's the most, um, encouraged I've been well, at what they've been doing since Madden 17, which was a really, really strong title. And then the last two were a little flat in my eyes. Well, I mean, it also makes sense, right? Like this should be the time. Um, and you know, things, things change more now than Get in, creative. Other, in, in yeah. other, um, console generations, but this should be the time where everybody working and supporting these games, you would think would be really well versed in it, right? This is the fourth, fifth version of this, uh, of this, uh, hardware, you know, version of the game, you know, it's the old adage you would hear. Oh yeah. You know, as you get late in the generation, that's when everybody knows the ins and outs of everything and you maximize and optimize. Uh, but we also know that there are multiple versions of hardware that they have to support with the PS4 and the Xbox One as well. So it's not, I don't think, quite as quote-unquote easy, and easy is not the right term, as it has been in years past. But this, with all that rambling aside, this should be the time when this, these should be the best versions of these games. Because you would, you know, next year, you'll still have another Madden on this console generation before the first Madden on the next one. Right. Mm, yeah. You will. So. Yeah. You know, really, I'm sure there's plenty of people working on the next gen Madden, but you would also think that this Madden would get a lot of attention from the larger group of the team because you know uh, of of where it is and where the next one is. I have no idea, no inside knowledge on this, but again, in the in the timeline of when a sports game hits its peak in a console generation, this is the time historically when that has happened. So you would yeah. think and expect not only Madden but FIFA, NHL, NBA Live. These should all be the best versions of these games coming out this fall. I also think it's it's kind of at the point when you reach the end of a, a generation, and not that the generation is coming to a close because they'll continue to make games on them, but uh, they, they've shown a little more, um, uh, I was going to say, take, take a little more of a risk or uh, yes. they get a little more creative. Yes. You're, I hated it, but this is the point in the cycle where we saw like the vision cone uh, right. for Madden. You know, where it's right at the end where they can try something new, may not be carried over to the next game, whatever, uh, because they're all they've maxed out essentially the graphics. Um, they've you know tweaked and and 
fine-tuned the gameplay about as far as they can go. And then, then they're like, all right, well, what can we do on top of that? And so that's kind of what I, what I see a little bit with things like the story modes and things like X-Factor abilities and, and, and playbooks. It's a focus on kind of that top layer of stuff. Uh, which which actually gets me a little bit excited about it. So because uh, yeah. I, I, I there hasn't I haven't really been you know moved by what they've done much the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean I I totally agree. This is where and I don't know where some of these other things were in the life cycle, right? But where you would see the really expansive things in NCAA football too. You know, with oh multiple sure, multiple years yeah. and 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 you know the 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 different modes. In, in oh, yeah. Single player modes, all that kind of stuff. So funny you mentioned you mentioned say football because that's something I forgot to even bring up. Is of course having the college teams, the ten college teams at Madden. Uh, so they showed a few glimpses of that, uh, which will get a lot of people excited. You know, it's going to be limited experience and that's everything, but again, fun though, right? Like it's yeah. cool that they're doing that, right? I mean, yeah, it, I loved it in NBA Two K when they did that. Yes, I think I think it'll work well here too. It's hard to take chances in these games. You're no matter what you do, you're going to get some segment of the community that's going to give you a really hard time about it. So you know, again, these are these are things that they may or may not be considered earth shattering, but you know, having those college teams that's a big deal. I think I, mm-hmm. I like it. I like the fact that they they did it. It's not a no brainer. It's hard to do right. It's going to be really interesting how that all works. So FIFA 20, uh, on the other hand, they, they were went through uh, the new Volta mode, which is kind of FIFA Street like. And uh, you know, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, Rich, because we've been big proponents of arcade style games or arcade sure. or more more recently it seems to be arcade style modes being introduced into the sim games whether yeah. you know nhl was the latest example um so I, this one caught me a little off guard though so i knew in the back of my mind i knew okay they had fifa street in the story mode a bit the last couple of years in fifa so they i think they were looking towards this as kind of the next step uh, but I also, I, I'm not sure I totally buy it as like the big, as a big addition or like the big selling point this year. FIFA Street, I, man, I remember trying to play the FIFA Street games back when they, when they came out in 2012 was the last one, but the ones before that, especially they were just brutal, uh, brutal to play. Didn't find them fun at all. Um, and you know, putting in here, I, I saw a lot of, a lot of, Positive reaction on social media to it, though, um, except that there's no way to play with friends on the same team. That seems to be the big, uh, big drawback to it. Um, I, I just, it, it was just weird to me because FIFA Street, I didn't think they were good games. They weren't very popular. Uh, they didn't sell enough, obviously, for EA to continue making them. Uh, but I guess it can work as a mode within FIFA, which people are going to buy, a, you know, 15 million copies of FIFA anyway. So you get them into uh, FIFA Street type stuff inside of that, and then again they'll probably try to convert those people into Ultimate Team in some form or fashion, also like they did in the uh, through the story mode. Well, I don't know if that last part will be the case. It might, it might not. I again, I I always applaud new attempts at things, and this appears to be a legitimate attempt at something different, something that can be pulled off, something I'm sure they've been working on for a couple of years, right? This isn't something they slapped together in six months, I'm sure. And um, it it's a new way to play a game. And 
as we know, Brian, anymore, whatever comes out when FIFA comes out in late September, it'll be completely different six months later. <laughs> whether mm-hmm. you know whether expanded or tweaked gameplay or modified, you know, or monetized or any other sort of thing. So, you know, what it is at launch and what it is six months later and a year later, and you know, who knows what it's going to be. But I. I I think it's great. I don't know if I'm going to play it at all. I didn't play the NHL yeah. three. So like when I play NHL, I just wanted to play, uh, play the five on five. I didn't play the Chell mode or anything like that. It's not a knock on those modes. I'm an old man who just enjoys regular old boring sports video <laughs> games. You know, that's what I do, well, but I give them credit for doing it and it might be awesome. Right. Yeah. And it might be a way, right. You know, we always, well, we always used to talk about it, you know, yeah. In, of bringing in younger fans, right? The older brother might have right. the FIFA accessibility. And he plays the eleven on eleven, and you know the eight year old who loves soccer but may not. Well, eight year olds can probably crush it at FIFA. The five year old <laughs> who may just be graduating to a yeah. console. You know, this could be a way for either younger or non you know traditional sports gamers to potentially play it. I don't. I don't have any yeah. idea whether it will somehow cause a huge spike in sales or whether they're expecting that or not, or whether they're just trying to make a legitimate attempt to make their game better. You know what I mean? All things said, I applaud the attempt. I hope it's good. Uh, and, uh, and I'm interested to what it is and also what it becomes. And the other thing you didn't, uh, you didn't note, but I'm sure you would agree with is that it's a, it's yet another way to differentiate from the competition sure. pro evolution soccer. I think we can, we can probably state with some confidence that pro evolution soccer is not going to have a street mode. <laughs> like, I don't think that's where they're going with the game. Sure uh, so like it's, it. no, no, no. So, so that's another way for them. So it makes sense in that regard, but rich, I know you like your switch. It's getting a legacy edition. I am so cool with this because it's oh, so transparent. Mm. They're like, look, yeah, I guess. guys, it's the same FIFA game with the up-to-date rosters. I'm fine with that. It's much better than what used to happen, which was not calling it the legacy edition or the, you know what I mean? Like this, there used to be on the cover uh, okay. much less of a clear presentation of what the game was. And, yes. and and so not only do I appreciate the transparency, I don't think there's any way they could have gotten away with anything else. I'm not like saying that these guys are somehow, you know, I'm extolling them for that. The Switch is a is a wonderful machine that I love, but it's not as powerful as my PlayStation 4 Pro or my Xbox One X or their predecessors. I don't have mm-hmm. an expectation that FIFA will be feature and feature complete. I shouldn't admit this, but I will because I've, I've never said anything to the opposite. I've never even played NBA on my Switch, NBA 2K. I know it's there, but I've got it on my Xbox One and my PlayStation 4, right, through various various ways. So, you know, I don't – but if there was like a, a stripped-down NBA that was like, you know, 20 bucks that I could play on the go, I might be interested in that, which is why I'm totally cool with a mm. FIFA – FIFA uh, Switch Legacy Edition. I'm totally cool with that. I'm not saying I'm going to buy it. I might. I probably won't because I bought the original FIFA but didn't buy any of the updates uh, since it on my Switch. I don't use the Switch as a uh, as a sports game, sports playing platform for reasons hmm. I can't explain other than, like I said, I, I really just well. enjoy the PS4 Pro slash Xbox One X experience. So that is why I think I just answered my own question. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just you would... You know, it, we we've always talked about the 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 lack of 
uh, traction that sports games get on, on Nintendo systems, really. Um, and you would think, you know, with the success of the Switch, that would have changed. Uh, but it, it appears not. And that's never going to change, though, if they just keep putting out the same game over <laughs> and over. Uh, and, and I'm sure they there's reasons for that. They're not going to... Uh, they don't feel they would make the money back uh, on investing more on on that side of things. So that's that's fine. But you just have to go in knowing that the switch is always going to be kind of uh, just a, a big step behind the other systems. Uh, yeah, and that's and, definitely going to even worsen next year. And why is that bad? The switch isn't nearly as powerful. It's not supposed to be as powerful. I was surprised where they these games even came out for them in the first place. And we're we're oh, are we talking about power? Power. I mean, you don't need power to run a FIFA Street type mode. No, but <laughs> like to run certain the modes. Higher and... FIFA experience. It's not just okay. about running it. It's like what you said. To what value is there to to try to put it? Because you, it's not the same game, right? There's a lot of difference between a, a Switch version and a PlayStation Four slash Xbox One X version of the game. You know, it probably would have taken a lot of time to put that to put that in. So again, mm-hmm. I, what do you want them to do? Not release the game at all? Do you want them to just not have a game for the platform? They're clearly in it, and they're just trying to allocate the right resources to 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 the game, and they're they're upfront and transparent about it. That, eh, you know. Go go free to play then, <laughs> free to play with Ultimate Team. They don't get enough people over there on on FIFA even to really support very well the Ultimate Team. Maybe they need to do something like that. I don't know. I, that's uh, the thing. Like they don't. I'm almost surprised, Brian, that they are making the game. Like I view that as a good thing. You know, that they're doing it because I remember on the FIFA, excuse me, on the Vita, the FIFA got, uh, (laughs) there was FIFA every year, but the last couple of years it was like called the Legacy Edition or or the last year, one of the years it wasn't or something, and there was a little bit of a kerfuffle. So, again, I'm glad they're making it. I'm not saying, I could see myself potentially picking this up at some point. You know, the original FIFA that came out on the Switch was good. I just, again, I, I enjoy FIFA so much on that Xbox One X. It looks so good. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. I'm just spoiled uh, by what I have. But, I mean, if I didn't no. have those, I would probably play it a ton. Yeah. Um, so, traditionally, EA Play, before that E3, we would also get uh, some NBA Live. Uh, typically, I'm pretty sure, typically, NHL was not really a part, a big part of any of this, although they would usually throw up a trailer or something at their press briefing. Yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 I recall pretty strongly that it's been at least one, maybe two. It's, it's definitely they didn't do it last year, and I don't think they did yeah. it the year before, because I'm pretty sure they do the official NHL unveiling at the NHL Awards, which happens in a couple yes. of weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on really no focus on NBA Live? Although I think if we were <laughs> talking about a uh, number of uh, viewer drops for like a Madden, uh, I can't imagine what NBA Live would have looked like. So may- maybe they were better just avoiding that altogether. Well, it also comes out after all the other games, right? On the, I, on the calendar. Yeah, so. No, it's before FIFA. Is it? Yeah, FIFA's end of September. Right. Okay. Oh, well, well, no, yeah. They both come out basically the same time. Okay. Anyways, they all come out the same. I mean, you know, NBA Live, it's it's perfectly fine at this point, right? Like no one is going to say that it's broken or it's this, right? It's it's perfectly fine. It's nothing close to NBA 2K, but you know, I see people mentioning NBA Live in a positive way on a regular basis, right? But we also know that it doesn't sell very well. So again, 
I'm glad they're making it. It's better that this thing is getting made than not getting made. I The fact that they're making it means that either as an investment vehicle or as a profit center, it's doing something. And so the more often it gets made, the better chance it has to be good and the better chance it has to potentially you know, continue to push competition. Would NBA 2K19 be as amazing as it is if NBA Live didn't exist? Maybe. Mm, probably. But we don't know that, right? Well, for many of those years, NBA Live didn't exist. Well, I understand that. But it yeah. does, and it has for a couple of years. All I'm saying is I'm glad yes. that NBA, to, NBA Live is being made. And and I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that it wasn't shown. Uh, they are obviously working on a lot of different parts of it, and they're not ready. And when they're ready, they'll do it. And I can totally respect that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been great to see it with a cool new thing announced, you know, like a new mode, like – like in FIFA or with, you know, a, a, a requested, you know, feature. But, you know, no big deal. I'm, uh, I'm hoping it's good. And, again, I get, like I say all the time, you know, I'm an EA Access subscriber, so I'm going to get at least 10 hours of it no matter what. So, you know, they got me, they got me there. I'll give it a shot, and we'll see if it's any good or not. So uh, everything else that happened, Rich, uh, just in terms of gaming – at large um the microsoft briefing was interesting going in uh pretty high expectations people had for that because there was no sony this year so you pretty much knew any big third party game would probably show up at at microsoft's conference i i was not i was a little underwhelmed with their with their press briefing um there are some things that i really liked out of it but uh, but overall, I you know I wasn't blown away by what what they showed up there. I mean, a lot of it is still a year away. Uh, a lot of it is just not really ready to show. Is a lot of CG trailers and things of that nature. So uh, it's interesting time. What uh, what impressed you? What what game? At, whether it's a Microsoft conference or, or or from somewhere else, what game excited you the most? Well, if we're talking about at large, I'll just say sure, yeah. this, right? And and this this will not be surprising to people who listen to me on a even occasional basis. I was disgusted by E3. It's gross. All <laughs> these press conferences are full of the most bloody, disgusting. And I'm not even uh, talking here just we go. bloody and disgusting. I'm talking about like even what's happening, why the <laughs> blood and guts are flying. It's just so bad. And it's so in your face over and over again. There's no balance. Like when I go to the movies and I see trailers for horror movies, I'm not seeing the blood and the guts in the trailers. I'm seeing. Well, right they're not allowed. The yeah, they're not allowed to do that. I'm surprised right. that they don't have certain ratings on the trailers. Am I subjected to to blood and guts over and over and over and over? It's all guns and and all swords and knives and slashing and bullets and brains exploding. It's so gross over and over. I cannot understand how people can subject themselves to this. It's so bad. We've agreed on, on that uh, in the past. I, I think that's problematic. Uh, but I there, there was, not there was some watching one of those events with my 11 year old son. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Imagine. And yet, I'm this weirdo because when I say a couple things about it on Twitter, the response is so like, oh, I mean, it goes right to 
Yeah. Right? When I say that I'm revolted, right, and that this is disgusting and that, you know, I, I said it appears as if, you know, the industry is run by psychopaths. It does because when you're not a video game person and you see this stuff for 10 seconds, you are repulsed. It's revolting, right? And yet so many people jump out of their chairs and celebrate this stuff. It's just it, – it's uh, – okay, enough. No, no, I know. I, I I play some of those games, and and me too. That's uh, the but, thing. But it's, I'm not but saying it's the, these games should not exist. No. I'm not saying. I'm just saying the fact that it's so over and over and over again in every press conference. So much. It's that's what I'm saying, right? I do so play this is, violent games. Sometimes. So this probably kind of uh, uh, connects to that point of view, Rich. In that, when I look at my little list of what I was most interested in. Uh, most of the games are not like that. Um, so uh, the, going in, I would not have ever thought that uh, this would be the case, that the, the game I was most uh, captivated by uh, that they showed a trailer of was the new Microsoft Flight Simulator. Dude, <laughs> like, how great looks, is that? How yeah. great is that? Whether the game's going to be good or not, who knows? Bringing back Flight I don't Simulator care if is I fantastic. Can, yeah, I don't care if I can fly around places that I'll probably never visit in, in, in my life. And, of course, you know, they had uh, going around the Space Needle and everything, which is, you know, a nice touch for me. But um, I played flight simulators when I was a kid, and I loved them. I, I never got back into them because I, I, I think I wanted something like this that looks realistic. Um, so I'm, that, that one was the one where I was like, whoa, okay. And that'll be an, uh, uh, a game pass. I won't even have to pay for it. Um, so I, I'm excited for that one. Then, then I had uh, I was kind of intrigued by the the 12 minutes game, although I was a little mm, uh, unsure about the over the top view and how well a time loop type concept will work in a in a video game. It works well in movies, but uh, or in uh, in like Russian Doll, Rich, which I think you mentioned you you that watched. So good. Yeah, so like it can work great in other media. I, I, I'm curious to see how how that does in a video game. Um, and then, uh, well, I I really am looking forward to Cyberpunk. Although that's again, that's one of the violent ones. Um, again, Brian, I'm and, not saying violent games are bad. Not saying that. I'm saying right what what we've already said, which is just when it's one thing after another, after another, after another. Like there's no yeah. You know, can we talk? Can we, just, can we see something nice just every once in a while? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there was also things like the Lego for Forza Horizon Four. That's mine. That's mine. Are you going to get that? Oh yeah. Twenty bucks. Though, yeah. Even though I, I have had a lot of problems with Forza Horizon Four, which are well documented, I'm totally down with that. I want to support that kind of content being made. You know, I've I have purchased every Forza and Forza Horizon ever, and probably always will. Right? So yes, I am very happy. Even though you didn't love thing. that one, no, you I didn't, didn't like. It. I had a lot of problems with the game, not with the driving. I had a problem with everything else with yeah. Forza Horizon. Well, my concern would be I remember buying uh, an expansion pack for I think it was the last Forza Horizon, Hot Wheels, right? but you couldn't. Oh, was it that one? It might have been Blizzard. It was like the Blizzard okay. one. Yeah, that was uh, before it. But you had to have advanced a certain to a certain point in the game to even access it. That's right. I remember. So that. I hope that's not the the case. I don't know if that'll be the case or not. But yeah, I was. That's it's nifty with the stuff they do with with Forza Horizon. Uh, as far as their expansions go, they're usually pretty substantial and probably worth it. Um, and then there is the Lego Star Wars uh, trailer, which will have you know the ninth movie. 
uh, involved in that when it comes out next year. Uh, I used to love the Lego Lego games, mm-hmm. but I just played them all, and they were all basically the same, and I kind of tired out on them. There's a lot of them, like you said, you know? So, yeah. you know, you got to be a big Star Wars fan to, to play all of those, I think, you know? Um, what else? Uh, it's kind of weird to me that they're doing a Blair Witch game 20 years after the original. It's not like this is a property that's real popular. So they did the, the 1999 movie, of course, was huge, made $140 million. The sequel, did, a year later, only made... The theaters? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It fuck, that freaked me out. <laughs> that I, I did, too. It totally freaked you know, me out. Not that I thought it was real. It was just that type of realistic totally. portrayal Yes, uh, was just it, creepy to me. Absolutely. Especially at, what was I, 19 when that came out. Yep. It was just kind of the right age for that. Um and the, so the sequel, the year a year later, only made twenty six million, and then they did another Blair Witch movie uh, three years ago, and it only made twenty million. So I'm not sure why that's seen as like a a hot property. Uh, so that was a, 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 a interesting decision there. I was just that I just had to look up the box office and see <laughs> see well, like what's well, weird. It's been twenty years since people cared about it. Creating a new intellectual property is one of the most difficult things to do, and. You know, if you're able to, you know, if this game was called Mysterious Woods, would, <laughs> would you have even brought yeah. it up? Probably not. No, you know, probably not. No, it, that, it would have been mixed in with all the other, exactly. you know, so, like the 25 games that they flip through fast. Yeah. So I, I kind of lean in the other way. Like, it's so hard to get your game noticed and talked about. Um, and so I think they, they you know, and again, have pure hypothesis based on knowing literally nothing about this. My assumption is that... You know, uh, 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 someone who was making a game sort of somebody made a connection somehow and they probably are able to, to they, they clearly came up with a deal that makes this worthwhile for, for, for both. For, like you said, a property that is kind of dormant and would mm-hmm. be almost hard to resuscitate, frankly, because of, you know, it was such a one time phenomenon. So, you know, I think this 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 would be a, this is going to be a lot better for it. Hopefully the game is good. And you know, and who knows, right? If a really good Blair Witch Project video game could, you know, spark something, either you know, you know, with the, obviously Netflix and stuff like that, you, you know, you could see new content get, getting created. It'll be interesting to see what happens, whether it just comes and goes, or whether it sparks a Blair Witch uh, renaissance of sorts. So uh, I wanted to mention two games I was uh, distinctly not impressed by. And I thought were kind of duds. Uh, Gears 5. So they roll out Gears 5, and they end up only showing a CG trailer of a single mode. And then they don't show you any gameplay, but they tell you you can go to a micro, some Microsoft stores to play it. And then that there's going to be like a tie-in with Terminator. So I, I, don't, I did not get that at all uh, for that game. Um, very, very strange uh, presentation. And then uh, a game that I w- was looking forward to because of its license, the the Avengers game from Square Enix, and they they rolled out its first trailer, and it was awful, just like really really bad. Looked bad, sounded bad, very depressing for me. Uh, hopefully, by the time it comes out, it'll be changed uh, up a little bit, but I, I doubt it's going to be anything dramatically different. Um, those are those are my two kind of just disappointments out of the whole thing. Anything you want to add, Rich? Uh, other than I don't know. There's a lot of Game Pass stuff, yeah. uh, which is great. PC Game Pass. Yeah, I uh, signed up. Streaming. I, yeah. I, I got confused and got made fun of, you know, being an old, confused man. 
because uh, you know our good friend Matt Piscatella uh, tweeted out that uh, you know the link like when they announced it you know to you know connect you know for basically a buck you know get the full games pass across all platforms for 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 a buck and it would stack on top of your stuff and and he like for a dollar I just got. Uh, you know the new Microsoft Xbox PC Games Pass Deluxe Ultimate for a dollar until you know December 2020. I'm like, ooh, that sounds like a really <laughs> good deal, right? Where do I yeah. click on to get that deal? And I clicked, and they're like, congratulations, you know, you'll be able to start paying, or you're starting to pay fifteen dollars a month starting in November of this year. I'm like, hey, wait. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it all depended upon how much <laughs> Xbox Live you had stacked and whatnot, which yeah. I still don't completely understand. Am I paying a dollar yeah. this month? Or am I paying a dollar every month until November? I still don't know. I'll find out at some point. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about. You know me, Brian. I'm all about the services. Yeah. I'm not saying that services are everything and should replace everything or whatever. But I'm saying that as a person who's able to subscribe to these services and get all of the games that they offer, I'm a fan. I, I, I'm yeah. an unabashed fan of it. I signed it's up pretty- for this thing. Yeah, yeah, and so I, it's I'm remarkable in. the the games that you can actually all the games you get through through those services, especially if you bundle them. Totally, um, it's just really, really, especially at, yeah, at the price they have. I don't totally understand the the way that that works either, but I, I just know that uh, it looks like and and everyone's reaction seems to be it's well worth it. Um, so that's that's pretty neat. Um, and then they like you mentioned earlier, they announced a new Xbox. It's just like. It's going to be more powerful. Yeah, we know. It's going to it's yeah. going to have no load times. Great. Great. And that's about it. What? Uh, and, and again, like if it's a year and a half away, what do you do? Do you not say anything? No, I guess you got to say something. But, you know, you don't know how much it's going to cost. You don't know how you're no. going to sell it. You know, you don't know how many units you're going to be able to produce. There's so much that's unknown. I mean, it, it's a weird spot, you know, and, and I don't know what I would have – I'm sure they did what they thought was was best, and I can't fault them. Right? It's all, it, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so yeah. it's so far away. Like to me, it's so far away. Other people, that's like you know around the corner. But to me, a year and a half for a video game console, that might as well be ten years. You know what I mean? Like there's gonna be so many games that I'm gonna play on my Xbox and PlayStation and Switch yeah. between now and then. Like I don't even care. And by the way, assuming I'm blessed to be employed at that time and have the ability to buy it, I'm going to buy them all day one. Oh boy, because that's yeah. what I do. You know what I mean? Like yep. I'm, I don't buy a whole lot of stuff. Things that I do buy are video game consoles. I enjoy video games as long as I'm able to buy them and subscribe to the services and buy the games. That's what I'm going to do. You know? It's well, here, here's the other one. I, I, sh- I should mention. Are you going to get the Google Stadia? I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm going to start paying for the version just because i don't think i have the setup and lifestyle that would make sense for that like don't Mm -hmm. if you pay for stadia you get i don't know exactly what you get but it's like you get like 4k and stuff like that and i would i plug it into my tv and play it or like but i know there's a free version i don't know i mean i'm stadia is that i'm definitely you can tell feels early a lot about it i'm not exactly chomping a bit for stadia but that's more because of what i do have as opposed to what i don't have yeah, it feels a little early for it. Uh, things like it, uh, I think if you stream at 4K, it goes through like 15 gigs an hour or something. And so people with data caps are really uh, hamstrung by that. I don't, I don't really know what to think of it yet. Uh, it's 
doesn't really seem to have any exclusive games for that matter. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see where that goes, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be something right away. Uh, that's going to really take off. Uh, it's going to be a little while. Microsoft is kind of going that direction too, with some of what they're doing, but overall, uh, anything else you want to add, uh, on E3? Um, I'm excited for the Nintendo conference. I will probably not be able to mm-hmm. watch it uh, live because I will. Well, I don't know. We'll see because I'm I'm scheduled to be on a plane tomorrow around the time of the show. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited for Nintendo. I love Nintendo so much. I hope it's wonderful. I expect it to be wonderful. I'm not a demanding fan who needs tons of information. I just like when Nintendo talks. <laughs> I just enjoy it. They're very yeah. pleasant. You know what I mean? They're bright. They're <laughs> colorful. They're yeah. happy. I'm I'm so hopeful that Nintendo quenches my uh, my thirst, so to speak, for some positive, happy video game stuff. You know, that would be great. That's what I expect. That's what I hope, and and that's what I I'm I'm looking forward to. Awesome. Well, Richard it was good getting catch up. I'm glad we had uh, some some substantial. Uh, gaming topics to to go yeah. over, and uh, I'm sure as as summer really kicks into gear here coming up, we're going to have a lot more to talk about. So I'll be happy to get back on and podcast with you uh, when when uh, when warranted. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, some, man. Some folks have been asking too. You know, are you going to be doing some interviews with some folks? And the answer is, of course. Uh, we don't exactly know. Uh, everybody is is working hard doing stuff, but yeah, we'll we'll be. Uh, We'll be having some some mm-hmm. shows with some folks in inside making the, the games that we are always talking about, too, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rich. Thank you, everyone out there, for uh, tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Take care.